Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating, so you can feel free to just sort of drift off. Thank you for joining us for Season 4. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. Follow us on Twitter at Listen and Sleep. Give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. And joining me on this first episode of Season 4 is Amanda Barker. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Hi. Thanks again for having me. Now, Amanda, our topic today actually comes from our Patreon uh, poll that I did. So for people who are our patrons on Patreon, and you can become a patron too and get extra content, patreon.com slash the insomnia project I put up a list of different episode topics and uh, the patrons got to vote on them and they voted on two of the topics got tied so we're going to do one episode on one topic and one on the other so today the first episode we're going to do is on garland and bunting Oh, that's fascinating. So we have we have uh, some great patrons who voted on Garland and Bunting, and then you're going to hear the next episode, which we're going to launch season four with, is going to be about book clubs and reading. Wonderful. I can't wait to contribute to that one as well. And the episode that didn't get as many votes, but you will hear an episode on it, will be about the Shim Sham. Great. And people don't know what that is, you'll have to listen and figure out what the Shim Sham is is. So in the meantime, let's talk bunting and garland. Wonderful. Yeah. I actually first heard the term bunting from my niece. And um, at the time, her mother, your sister, Mm -hmm. thought that our niece Mia had made up the word bunting. Uh, But we came to realize that, in fact, it is an English word for a type of garland that she had learned from the very popular children's TV show, Peppa Pig. Right. I think it actually stems to the German, bunt, for, which means color. Well, I can read the de- definition Please. as I found it on Wikipedia. Bunting, or bunt, is any festive decorations made of fabric or of plastic, paper, or even cardboard in imitation of fabric. 
Typical forms of bunting are strings of colorful triangle flags and lengths of fabric in the colors of national flags gathered and draped into swags or pleated into fan shapes. When you think bunting, what do you think, Amanda? Well, now that I know what it is, certainly I think of those flags. But the truth is, when I first heard the term bunting, there was a convenience store in the town where I'm from, Woodstock, New Brunswick. I believe it's still there. It was a really well-known convenience store in the area called Bunting's. Oh. So everybody knew sort of where Bunting's was. It was just off the old Connell Road. Right. So when I first hear bunting, that's probably my first memory of that word. And uh, I actually had a good friend, her mother, for her birthday, received some scratch and win tickets from her husband. Okay. A last minute sort of maybe potentially thoughtless birthday gift. He sort of came home late and said, here you go. Happy birthday. Okay. And she scratched one of them, and he had just got them at Bunting's. They lived two doors down from Bunting's, and she won a million dollars on wow. one of them. Yeah. That's a wonderful gift. Mm-hmm. They that... put, put in a pool. Wow, that's wonderful. Bunting, the term bunting also refers to a collection of flags, as you mentioned, and particularly the those of a ship. So you know when you see ships and they have sort of strung from the top to uh, the base of the ship and it has those kind of like triangular shapes? Um, The officer responsible for raising signals using flags is also known as bunts, a term which is used for the ship's communication officer. Oh, that's really fascinating. Yeah, Yeah, I think... um don't isn't there something in the Buddhist religion that has a similar type of square or not triangle oh, sure, flag that sure. you could hang? Yeah, I'm not really educated on that enough, but I certainly remember from my time in Asia seeing that in offices, buildings, homes, in front I, of homes. I know that even in Mexico they have these traditional. I don't know if you call it bunting, but these sort of squ- squares or rectangles that are cut out and hung. In, and I think it's specific to a certain area of Mexico. Hmm. Now, you mentioned Mia. What was Mia doing with the bunting? She wanted bunting for her birthday. Oh, that I was a, a request or because it came from Mia, most likely a demand Sure. from our niece um, who wanted bunting for her birthday. And her mother said she made up the word. And then we realized that, in fact, she didn't. It's an English term. So I think she had it all up on all of us yeah. with the bunting. Hence the show. Would you want... So then, Amanda, could... You know how you can go to a dollar store and get happy birthday strung uh, letters, and then you can sort of pin it against a wall? Mm -hmm. I guess that would be bunting as well. Well, that's what I'm not exactly sure. Okay. If bunting is just any type of sort of banner, I don't think that it is. I think that it is... Uh, I mean, perhaps you could use that, but I think a traditional and true bunting is actually that triangle shape. Yeah. So that colorful sort of paper look triangular shape. But if we're broadening the term, and I don't live in the UK, so perhaps one of our English listeners might be able to weigh in on this discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, if, uh, If we're broadening the term, then I do think the happy birthday banner would be part of bunting. In fact, I have some, I guess, bunting that I use for birthdays. I've used for a baby shower as well. Sure. And what it is is um, 
letters that you can connect in any formation so that it can spell out, um, in my case, happy 50th birthday to my boss, which I used one time Okay. when we decorated the office to surprise her. Wonderful. Or another time, used it for our good friend's baby shower when uh, they were pregnant with their with their child, Edith. So I think um, that's sort of a really useful way to use bunting when you have the letters and you can spell it what you'd like so that you can reuse it again and again. And you still have this bunting? I do. Oh, great. I do. A little bunting goes a long way, I guess you could say. I, you could say that. I suppose you did. <laughs> and, okay, so we've, we've discussed bunting. Now let's go and delve into garland, which mm-hmm. I think is a little more exciting. Well, and that's just it. If garland is sort of the, I almost feel like garland is the perhaps American sister or cousin of bunting. Okay. But perhaps garland is more worldwide. Well, when I think garland, I think of flowers Mm -hmm. strung on a string. Right. Or I think of popcorn for a tree. So my first image when you say the word garland is that fat silver sort of made from plastic, I suppose, um, garland that we used to use on our Christmas trees. Uh, growing up in the 70s and 80s, we'd sure. always have a really fat silver garland that we'd wind around the poor unsuspecting tree. Right, right. And and it was the silver one for you. That's the first image I have. Okay. So I think that's probably my first experience with it. I remember when I was small, we once strung popcorn and then put it on the tree. Feels very labor intensive. It was. I don't think we did it ever again after that. We were not a popcorn family, mm-hmm. um, although I kind of wish we were. We didn't do a lot in the homemade realm. It was more of a pre-bought um, and carefully stored situation. Right. We had a lot of that silver tinsel as well. Do you remember that? Of course I do. Yeah. So th- for those listeners who don't remember the, the age of tinsel, which I think really had its heyday in maybe 1978, um, anywhere from the late 60s to sort of mid-80s. But tinsel was long, very thin, shimmery strands of usually silver plastic that you would uh, sort of coat all over your tree so that it had this sort of shimmering, um, almost this beautiful stringy but shimmering quality. I I could be wrong, but I think tinsel is actually much older, and it gets its name from tin. That would make sense. And it uh, originally um, made was made from tin, and you would hang it on the tree. But tinsel has fallen really out of fashion. Sure. Uh, in the in terms of Christmas decoration, anyway, in the last decade or so. Right. Maybe last two decades, and really. It, it can get everywhere. It gets stuck in things. Well, the, I think the plastic, I mean, perhaps it's better if we go back to the tin version. Sure. Or an aluminum or something reusable. Mm-hmm. But I think that plastic version has sort of gone the way of the 70s. The good old tinsel. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm curious if it is originally from tin. Uh, garland is a decorative, decorative wreath of flowers, leaves, or other material According to Wikipedia, garland can be worn on the head or around the neck, hung on an inanimate object, or laid in place of cultural or religious importance. So a garland could be, you know how people used to wear 
um, a wreath of um, olive branches right. in their hair. That can be a garland. Right. Or some people will put uh, like flowers in their hair in a big circle, mm-hmm. almost like a halo. Yeah. And a lei is also considered a garland. Absolutely. Back to tinsel for sure. just a moment. Um, just looking up the definition mm-hmm. here. This is actually quite interesting. So tinsel is a type of decorative material that mimics the effect of ice, consisting of thin strips of sparkling material attached to a thread. When in long, narrow strips not attached to thread, it is called lametta Oh. and emulates icicles. Now, is that an Italian word, lametta? Lametta? No, not that I... It might be Latin, but I don't know it as a word. Never heard of it. It was originally a metallic garland for Christmas decoration. The modern production of tinsel typically involves plastic and is usually particularly to decorate Christmas trees. It may be hung from ceilings or wrapped around statues, lampposts, and so on. Modern tinsel was invented in... Do you want to guess what country? Germany, I'm going to say. You're right. Yeah. Nuremberg, Germany in 1610. And the original gar- uh, tinsel, rather, was made of shredded silver. Oh, interesting. Get your shredded, hands on that. Shredded on silver. I, I, I can think of things that are more appropriate to shred than, si- than silver for the tree. Well, maybe not in 1610, but certainly today. Fair enough. Um, so... I'm looking at different types of garland, mm-hmm. and you can use beads, flowers, uh, of course, the lei, which is a traditional garland of Hawaii. And when we were in Hawaii last year, yeah. I was delighted to see garlands of orchids everywhere, particularly in the um, the grocer shelf at Costco. They had lays made of garlands, beautiful orchid garlands, but also seashell garlands sort of are everywhere. And then um, puka shell uh, as well, and and also the um, kukui kukui shells. Those that type of lei, yeah, um, or garland, I suppose, is is very traditional and considered good luck for anyone who hangs it. Yeah, uh, the kukui um, seed, I guess, it comes from a tree, mm-hmm. um, which it, it produces a lot of oil actually. So you can get. Um, products that are made with it. It oh, used yeah. to be used or it continues to be used as a source of light. So lighting it like a candle. Oh, really? Yeah, you can do that. Um, like for lamps? For la- Exactly for lamps. Oh, in, wow. in fact, there's a traditional Hawaiian lamp that you put the kukui on and you light it. I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Um, of course, lays are just beautiful forms of art mm-hmm. and are in the, I guess you could say, garland family. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that that flower? It was almost like five five petal flower. The we yellow saw flower? Yeah. Pure, pure, was oh, it plumeria? Plumeria, that's Was it, it plumeria? Yeah. Yeah, so beautiful. And they're everywhere on so, the island. So gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous, yeah. Hawaii was just dotted with plumeria, with birds of paradise, with orchids, beautiful orchids everywhere. It's becoming quite trendy, in fact, to grow orchids sort of as an air plant. Sure. And to allow the um, the roots of the orchid to hang, whereas traditionally they would be wrapped around a base, particularly a base of... Um, you know, a, a pot of some kind or a plastic pot or dirt. Right. Um, but uh, I've seen lately in some outdoor markets, one we were at in Florida, 
or I was at in Florida maybe about a month ago, where orchids were just hanging like air plants, and their roots were sort of just stretched out, hanging, almost like tinsel. Sure. Or garlands, in fact. Now, did you ever get um, a when you were in Hawaii one of the lays for your hair or around your neck? I did buy plumeria, in fact, funnily enough, for mm-hmm. our niece Mia, uh, just a, a you know a, a fake one that she could wear again and again, and I believe she did wear it for her school's Hawaiian Day this past fall. Wow! Well, there you go. Um, we did actually get garland as a suggested topic from one of our listeners. I'm just looking for, I don't know if I want to say the person's name because, you know, they may have just sent it anonymously. But I'm going to look for the photo because she also sent photos of some garland that she had prepared for her home. I remember this in our last episode. So she had prepared beautiful garland made out of dried oranges, which I thought were just stunning. And what a wonderful sort of use. I mean, really, it would only take a few... Uh, fruits to make such a beautiful organic type of garland and I bet it smells just delightful as well in a home and she had it still hanging uh, past Christmas which uh, I could see the temptation of I, I suppose people could make garlands from apples as well lemons and limes would be really beautiful as well maybe appropriate for you know a rustic wedding or a party Um, If you were throwing an event in a barn, I think that would be really rustic and beautiful. And the the beauty of that type of garland is as they dry, then you just have sort of this beautiful dried fruit hanging. Sort of the rind brightens in color and the juicy sort of flesh sort of shrivels. But in a way that's really quite lovely. And I know I keep using the word rustic, but really that's, that's sort of the appeal of it. There's something about that as well that's often used uh, at in weddings, mm-hmm. you know, to sort of set the tables and make them look a little bit more festive. Mm-hmm. That's always fun as well. Oh, just, so this just in, just back to tinsel, I just happened to click on the figurative use of tinsel. And lametta is actually the German word for tinsel. Okay. So that's really interesting. And it's, it was used for sort of... Um, regalia in uh, army to decorate army soldiers and that type of thing. That's sort of like what uh, bunting is used for today. Mm -hmm. Like if you see, you know, old parades and whatnot, they'll have that sort of bunting on the um, balconies. That's right. Of uh, the parade route, if you will. Bunting has a a similar effect as that orange or citrus fruit or any kind of fruit garland, in fact, or even an old pop popcorn garland in that there's something really pleasing about a natural fiber, you know, whether it's the rind of a fruit or just the sort of cotton triangle. But there is something really lovely about that. And I think there's a real return to that um, as we use it for celebrations and decorations and things like that. Okay, Amanda, I found the source of the garland suggestion. And her name is Janine. I won't say anything more because I don't want to reveal anything. But she's a listener from Victoria. So, Janine, thank you so much for this and for sending the photo. And let us know if we can use your photo. And uh, she also has a photo she sent of some bunting that she found and strung up with various 
city names. You know how you can get those buntings oh, yeah. of um, teams, college teams. Well, and- it's very just looking at this picture. It's sort of. Um, it looks like, yeah, from old cities, I think it was really popular in the 50s and 60s to sort of get one that said, you know, Salt Lake City or something like that. I, that would be fun to have of all the states or all the cities we've been to or She's, countries. She said she found these original flags in a secondhand shop and thought they would be interesting to hang. She just needs a cottage to hang them in. Right. They would look great in a cottage. They have all... Um, I don't know if you can see them in. It says uh, Salt, uh, Sault Ste. Marie on it, mm-hmm. Banff. So it's a bunch of different places in Field, Canada. Field, B.C.? I don't know where Field, B.C. is, but I like the sound of it. Lake Louise. I think Field is near, near Trail, B.C. Oh, yeah? And I Field have, and Trail? I love it. Yeah, I have a cousin, a great cousin, I guess you could say, my mom's cousin, who's from Trail, B.C. Oh, I didn't know this. Cousin Enos. I didn't know about Cousin Enos. You don't know Cousin Enos? I've never heard you speak about your Cousin Enos. Oh, my goodness. I-N-E-S? I-N-E-S. Oh, no, I-N-E-Z. Enos. Even more so. Never heard of her. (laughs) Or him? Her. Okay. Never heard of that person. You need to talk to Mauro. Ask Mauro, who's my cousin. um, About Cousin Enos? About Cousin Enos, and he'll tell you a great tale about Cousin Enos. Really? (laughs) Well. Okay. Do you want to hear the tale? Do you want to tell it? Well, yes, I'm happy to tell it. But okay. Cousin Enos replied that she was going to be coming to Mauro's wedding. And Mauro didn't know who Cousin Enos was, but I think his mother okay. invited Cousin Enos. So you need to ask Mauro the whole tale and he'll I get see. into it. And did Cousin Enos come to his wedding? I don't think Cousin Enos came to the wedding. Now, Cousin Enos was a little bit younger than my nonna, which is grandmother in Italian. So Cousin Enos at the time was not a young woman. Okay. Uh, but So she's my mother or my grandmother's cousin, really. Is she still with us? I, I think so. Anyways, ask Mauro about Cousin Enos. I will. And uh, if Cousin Enos is listening, I just want to say uh, a special shout-out to you in Trail, B.C. Wonderful. Great. Uh, what else did I want to say, Amanda, about... Um, oh, I don't know. That's a good question. About tinsel, bunting, garland. It, it just makes me think of sort of rustic weddings. Sure. And um, events that are sort of outside. Now, I know that's sort of more my taste than yours, but right. there's something just so enchanting about the idea of sort of a barn event with, you know, filament bulbs, maybe some lit candles on the table that... That sort of rustic, um, you know, orange garland that the type that our our wonderful person who suggested this episode had hanging in her living room. Um, Garland also could be used as the veil as opposed to a veil. You string some daisies or white flowers and put it around the bride's. um, And those are actually very popular. In fact, there's a popular Canadian show that had a few seasons called Anne with an E. Um, or also just Anne, depending, and had actually two titles. And um, that was one of the things that they did with that character, of course, based on Anne Shirley of the Anne of Green Gables um, heritage, although very loosely based. But um, one of the things that they uh, made that character sort of be the signature for that character was that she would make garlands... um, because she loved poetry and the romantics. So she would make garlands out of flowers for her hair. So when they launched the series, right. very smartly, they had sort of all these little girls wearing these garlands in their hair. They were really quite stunning. 
but uh, it's become sort of trendy too in the last few years. You can actually buy just a fake flower garland and wear it in your hair. Um, me being in my mid-40s, I don't think I would attempt it, but right. certainly, uh, you know, for our eight-year-old niece, who I keep talking about, I think <laughs> it would be something that would be really fun and there's something just flouncy and sweet and just kind of little house on the prairie or Anna Green Gables, this idea of just running with flowers in a field and making a garland out of daisies or other wildflowers sure. through your hair. Sure, that's that. There's a sense of sort of flow uh, and an old timey flow yeah. with, with all those things. In fact, you know, the more research we do on these items, the more you see that they were big in years past, but they're starting to make right. their way into our our lives today, well, whether it be on a tree around Christmas time, mm -hmm. uh, used to highlight different aspects of weddings, mm -hmm. or just even like to brighten up your your mantle. Everything you put, old is new again. That's what they say. And I think the human experience, part of it is us trying to get back to natural things and natural fibers, back to water, back to flowers, back to dried fruit, whatever it is. But that want to return to things that feel whole. Sure. And, you know, made by the earth. Well, listen, this was an awesome topic to start our first episode of season four. We do have another episode that will be airing back to back with this one. So Wonderful. stay tuned for that. Um, and uh, can you stay for that one, Amanda? I will. Fantastic. And we'll have that up for you sort of as a thank you. Uh, thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to all the patrons who uh, are on Patreon who have given. I have so many suggestions from some of our patrons of different episodes. So that is fun for us to do because it's like we'll have to research like we did tinsel and bunting and the origins of those things. Mm -hmm. But as well, we're working on getting sponsors for the Insomnia Project, so you may hear us talking about sponsors in this season coming up. We have some great guests who are going to be on on the podcast as well. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of topics. Um, badminton is one that I recently recorded, so that'll be fun. Or badminton, as I used to say, being, being from New England. Oh, is that how you say it? We always said badminton. We never pronounced the N for reasons I'll never understand. I want to do an episode where we talk about the things that you say differently as a New Englander, um, because that's always fun for me and for our niece Mia, who always gets a kick out of that. <laughs> does she really? Yeah, she certainly does. She, well, you know. we certainly, there's there's plenty to talk about in terms of New England dialect. And I want to do an episode, this might be for our patrons, where we talk about every state that you have traveled to. Wonderful. Can't wait. Because you're missing how many states now? Now, just four. Four, and that'll make a, an entire 50 That's right. for you. Mm -hmm. Great. So we'll have that coming up as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Bunting and Garland. Any last thoughts you would like to convey to our listeners, Amanda? No, I want to go buy some daisies and string one in my hair and prance around in a field. We have I just said prance, <laughs> which I believe is prancing and flouncing all at once. Oh, that's, that's, that's always fun. I, I, I could prance a little bit. <laughs> May uh, you all prance a little more. Until the next time, we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Insomnia Project. Please tell your friends and, uh, of course, rate, review, and subscribe. We're happy to be back for Season 4. And feel free to message us on Twitter 
or Instagram. Until the next time, we certainly hope that you listen and sleep. Mm-hmm.